Happy Sunday, everybody. Ed Carberhall here for MMAnews.com. Make sure you check out MMAnews.com's YouTube channel. Click the thumbs up button, bell notification, like, subscribe, all that nonsense. This week we have interviews uh, from the Canadian god, James Lynch, with Jardina Rosenstrike and Lauren Murphy for their upcoming bouts. So make sure you check out the channel for that content. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. And that's where I stream this through what used to be Periscope, Twitter Live now. And this is your Sunday submission for August 29th, the day of uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley on Showtime pay-per-view. So but we're going to leave that for last because we got a lot of uh, MMA content to get to or MMA events that have came and gone. Um, last night, UFC Vegas 35, UFC on ESPN 30, whatever whatever name you want to call it, the hashtag was UFC Vegas 35, so that's what I go with. Um, we got the results from there up, up at MMAnews.com. Um, we had that last night. Saturday night was UFC, uh, P I'm sorry, Pro Professional Fighters League had their final uh, brackets for the to see who's going to face off in the tournament. So if you missed that, um, check out the PFL. You can see who's fighting who on October 27th. Um, the event... When they switched off of the ESPN, what was the ESPN Plus broadcast to ESPN Two? There was a uh, high school football going on, so that kind of like put a, a damper in. Um, excuse me, put a damper in the uh, waiting for the fights, especially if you're on the East Coast. I mean, last night was a little rough if you're an East Coast fight fan trying to we're staying up late for the fights. So I'm kind of happy this Paul Woodley thing tonight's at an hour earlier than normal, at eight o'clock. Um, real quick before I move on with the the uh, stuff from last week, I, one housekeeping note I have on my notes here. Um, I had mentioned <clears throat> about from Bellator joining Al Lugo. Uh, I think I I mistakenly said he trains at uh, Combat um, Hard Knocks, but it's Combat Club, not Hard Knocks. And he's actually now seven and zero, not nine and zero. I think I actually said like said eight and zero, nine and zero. Wishful think, wishful thinking for the kid, right? So um, just wanted to clean that up from last week's. Sunday submission, so I don't walk around here with uh, mistakes on record that I do not correct. Um, but um, the PFL bracket, I, uh, let me bring that up so you could take a look at who's going to be fighting who on uh, three championships on October 27th. I'm going to bring it up from PFL MMA's website because uh, MMA News doesn't really have that on there. But just so you can be aware of who's fighting, this is... Uh, these are the results of from the brackets that they had. They actually do really good graphics for for who's fighting who. So this was last Friday. Um, you know, it's funny just looking at this. Uh, Lofnane and and Jenkins were kind of like the favorites to a lot of folks, including myself, thought that it would be their names here. Um, I'm not mad that Chris Wade. I mean, Chris Wade. I wasn't surprised that he he uh, picked up a win, but. This fight, uh, these aren't the fights we thought we were going to get when the PFL season started, right? Well, the exception, well, maybe, I mean, I kind of saw Carl, uh, Shoe Face, Antonio Carlos, kind of making it here. Um, this was up in the air. I mean, we all kind of were, either we thought we're doomed or we're hoping for we're doomed, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, Kayla Harrison, we kind of, I actually thought it'd be Harrison, uh, 
I'm sorry. I thought Fabian had a, a nice chance. I know I talked about that last week, but I mean, Harrison has just been trailblazing through the PFL's uh, lightweight women's lightweight division. The only one that has it uh, in the U.S. I'm pretty sure. And then, um, you know, this one <clears throat> with the welterweights, we were kind of, um, you know, uh, we were kind of hoping for this to be the final. But I mean, uh, Ray Cooper had uh, McDonald's number since 2019 when he won the title. So this is actually going to be a really interesting fight. Um, I'm excited for for what's and and the the lightweight. I mean, that's the one that uh, we thought Pettis was going to make it to. So it goes to show you the PFL. I mean, if anything, they're fair with the competition and you know the win winner go home uh, format for the what goes on in the, in their league format. It's definitely something if you if you want to take uh, trash talking and hype and all of that. I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, October 27th, which is when uh, that's going to happen. They have a thing to sign up here, but it is October 27th, and they're they're going to remain in the Hard Rock Casino, Seminole Casino, whatever it's called out there in Tampa, in Florida. So that's where the that's where they'll close out the season, and and a little earlier than we're used to with October um, as the uh, the final day usually it's new year's eve i've been i was fortunate enough to cover all of their previous seasons new year's eve right here out here in new york city and uh at madison square garden and i guess that's a good way to segue into ufc 268 news which we have up on mmanews.com so let me bring that up for you because they confirmed a bunch of fights last night we have those fights up on uh our website mmanews.com so let me bring that up so you can see, I immediately started making picks and noticing things. I did some research this morning, and I think I'm right about um, one fight in particular, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. So here is our news about UFC 268, Madison Square Garden. It's the UFC's return to Madison Square Garden, and it is, uh, what, two years that they've since they've been there? They're 2017, 20... The last time they were there was UFC 244, if I'm remembering correctly, for the uh, BMF fight or you know event that, that happened. Um, they're doing this rematch. A lot of people seem to be unaware that it's a it's a rematch because of how fast the first time these two women, you know, the way it went down. And uh, I forget the event. Uh, well, this is the photo. Thank God we have it up. Um, <clears throat> it's UFC, so we would have it up. But the uh, these are the confirmed bouts. Um, main event. It looked. I mean, I don't. I don't think they confirmed that that was about order. But these are the confirmed fights that we're going to have and with two title fights. So you know they're going to be main co-main. However, they want to flip them. I'm pretty sure those are going to stay just as they were written here on the website. But um, Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington for a second time is official, and Rose versus Whaley is uh, Zhang Whaley is also official. Um, you pretty much all Trevor Whitman's team is fighting because you got Justin Gaethje on there right underneath them versus Michael Chandler. So uh, if you don't know by now, um, I'm pretty high on, on Justin Gaethje. I've been a fan of his, followed his whole rise through World Series of Fighting. I really like um, just his whole story. The way he fights is fun. It's probably not healthy for him the way he fights, but it's fun for, uh, you know, fun for, for fans to watch. and um, that's why they call him the highlight. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> so uh, I looked up the um, 
since he got in the UFC, I'm pretty sure. And please drop drop it in the comments if if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure almost every time Justin Gaethje fought in the UFC, he was the underdog. This is the first time that he's a favorite against Michael Chandler, and I don't know if that's hating on uh, Chandler com- coming from Bellator, if that's because Chandler's just coming off of the loss, or if, you know, and Gaethje's seniority with the UFC. I don't know where that's coming from, and I'm actually a, a really big fan of Michael Chandler too. So if I were to do, I mean, the two fights I just mentioned that are the two championship fights, I'm pretty sh- confident and they're going to go just as their their first fights went. You know, these are all those, those are both rematches. This fight right here, there's a lot of good fights on this on the undercard here. When you look at Al Iaquinta, Bobby Green, I mean, they're getting all the Northeast favorites, Frankie Edgar, Al Iaquinta on there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, oh well, Al has got to do the Peter Yan thing. So he wouldn't be on there. But, I mean, you're probably going to see, like, a lot of Tiger Shulman guys on there. Don't be surprised if you see, uh, you know, uh, Lyman Good. Lyman Good, every time they've come, come to the Garden, it's always been Lyman Good, Shane Burgos, and I'm forgetting the third, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Rivera, right? I'm pretty sure it's them three. Always on, on the MSG cards when the UFC comes to New York City. So don't be surprised if they get added to the undercard or those, that ESPN lead-in. But um, <clears throat> the um, this fight right here. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. That's going to be super hard to call only because, I mean, I really like I really like them both, of course, and Gaethje's a favorite by the odds. Rightfully so. If we look, I mean, it's in Madison Square Garden. Um, if you don't know, Michael Chandler doesn't really like to fight. I wouldn't be surprised if that's why he's not getting a vaccine. He really doesn't like to come to New York. He had his... his uh, Bellator foray in New York when he fought Brent Primus didn't go the, go his way. It was actually pretty horrible for him. Not only did he lose his title to Brent Primus in that fight, but you know he had the he had a whole situation with his stool where <laughs> it was pretty bad. I don't mean to laugh, but it was just really I completely didn't blame him. And he was one of the first ones to speak out about the way the fighters get taxed when they fight in New York. How it's just not financially. If you're not making a lot, then it's not really worth it for you to fight there because of the way they're going to tax these guys um on that bellator quote i know he talked about it james gallagher talked about it but so just if uh, if i'm going to give my prediction for this fight in particular i'm leaning toward justin gaethje and i'm using that all everything i just said about you know mentally chandler didn't like fighting in new york the whole taxes thing (coughs) he's proven to um that fight in particular, I, I kind of like to credit Brent Primus for being the original like calf kicker, like to kind of show that that's like a thing. And um, we all know Justin Gaethje does leg kicks. Most fighters that fight Justin Gaethje know the leg kicks are coming, and it doesn't seem like much can be done about it. Um, Justin Gaethje has improved. We haven't seen him really, you know, since his loss to Khabib. I mean, you got to, you know, he lost to Khabib, who, who, you know, was just, just seems to, I mean, born into fighting. So you can't use that as a measuring stick. If you lose a previous fight, use the previous fight against Ferguson. I mean, that's where you can see Justin Gaethje's evolution. So if anything, uh, Chandler can try to wrestle him, but Chandler's not really, you know, he's got, he's an MMA submission guy, but he's not a submission guy in the sense that, um, you know, uh, Khabib's, uh, Dagestani grappling wrestling's the whole sambo thing. 
You know what I mean? It's not it's not like there's not going to be a Michael Chandler BJJ Fanatics video out there. Maybe there is. I don't know. But um, it's not going to be – it's not the level of grappling that I, I think Gaethje needs to worry about, especially since he uses wrestling to start off uh, the grappling, you know, to get folks to the ground. He also has a real fire right hand. Gaethje's taken so many shots that you have to wonder when's what – What's going to drop him eventually? I mean, it takes a bunch. If you look at his losses to like Alvarez and um, Poye, the uh, fights like that, you know, are the ones that 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 gave him his losses. And then and then obviously could be uh, triangle choked him so he can be submitted. <clears throat> and we know if 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 he gets in a firefight, the thing is, he doesn't seem to care about the fights that he gets in when the, those wars even the the Gaethje Alvarez Alvarez even said uh on social media when the this fight was being built up and talked about Alvarez even said like even though he won the fight against Gaethje it's not a fight he wants again because it's just uh I think he used the quote from Alvarez was it's a tornado of punches and kicks that you can't even keep up with or something like that so <clears throat> I don't know if that's good for your first Jan Michael Chandler you know his loss to Pitbull is a good example of um the level of um, chin checking or chin, you know, how many strikes can, can Chandler take before he gets dropped? I mean, it doesn't seem to take a lot when he has lost by a KO or TKO. Um, again, I mean, uh, the thing that Chandler, the advantage Chandler has is his uh, killer be killed mentality, which is pretty much the same thing Gaethje has. But when he comes at somebody, you know, he's he's coming in, you know, to win and he's, he's throwing everything in, at you too. So... That's probably going to be fight of the night. I mean, and if you look at Gaethje's record with the UFC, most of his, his bonuses have been fight of the night or performance of the night bonuses. So that's the one that's really a coin toss. The odds makers have Gaethje as a favorite. I'm leaning that way too. So if you were, I mean, if you, early betting, I mean, we're months ahead of that, but I would look at Gaethje as a, um, you'd have to do like a method of winning victory bet for that and do Gaethje by like TKO. To see if there's money, money there to win. Either way, um, right now, Chandler's the underdog. We'll see what happens leading up to it. Um, and before we move off of UFC 268, I just want to mention, you know, they did ask Dana White in the post-fight presser last night about, you know, what if you can't hold the event? What if you have to cancel or move? Excuse me, because of, you know, COVID is still a thing, and um. His answer was like, you know, I don't know. We have to see. He's, He said he got assurances from folks over there. And by over there, I don't know if he meant New York, uh, the Athletic Commission, or the or Madison Square Garden. If you don't know, you know, I, I most things, uh, the governor, before they got him out of there, or <clears throat> they mandated, um, I think you need proof of vaccination or proof of uh, uh, recent COVID test to, to go to any sort of... Uh, event arena event uh, check madison square garden's website for how they're going to be handling that if you plan on buying tickets i think the pre-sale is this weekend this friday or something like that they announced it when they announced these fights last night so just make sure you um do your research before you start planning any trips to new york city um my homeboy matt hawkins that does a coast to coast combat hour i mean he came out here uh for a couple of them um, that's where that podcast was born. Actually, he came in, came out here for UFC 205. I believe he came out for UFC 217. And um, when he saw this and with everything going on, he was he, he was like, I don't even know if I should. Uh, you know, you don't want to spend a lot of money to come out and then to have the, the rug pulled out from under you. 
um it does bring in a lot of revenue to to new york since mma they lifted the ban mma as much as i've been i've been a cheerleader for that i mean i, I am worried myself um you know especially the media us media folk we always do a little meet up to who knows if that's even happening but it's months ahead but so far these are the uh, about to now check out at this link at mmanews.com for those details and um i uh i hope you know we all hope we get out of this covid bullshit so <laughs> i hate to say it like that but i mean not for nothing if you're not bored of it i mean you know i mean i have you know sympathies to to everybody that's lost something I mean, we all lost a little something and uh i'm not trying to be insensitive about it but i mean you know it's it's time it's time to try to get back to normal somewhat so hopefully uh it sticks through so let me switch over to last night's results for ufc vegas 35 um because there's so much a lot happened last night i made a couple of I made a couple of picks. You guys know I, I contribute uh, at the SureDogs.com uh, staff picks. And um, one of the things I did was uh, I made a pick. You know, I, I submit those like Thursday morning or whatever. I do them when they send them to me. And then, um, but as a betting man, I usually make my bets a little closer to fight night. So I changed last minute. So I, I uh, let's, let's scroll down to the... Um, I close this out. Scroll down to the. We got the highlights there. I'm not going to say why I don't play them anymore. You guys should know why if you follow Sunday submission. Um, let's go to the results here. Um, the ESPN Plus had some really crazy uh, highlight reel finishes. Uh, one, two in particular, which are not on the website, but you could if you go on uh, ESPN MMA, you should be able to see them. One of them being this heel hook finish by Pat Sabatini when he submitted. Uh, Jamal Hammers in the first round. So um, it was uh, on his right leg. He tried to go for a toehold of his own. One of the things that um, as a grappler um, that's not very versed in, I, I do have a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm an old head black belt, meaning leg locks is, leg locks is a game that uh, when I was coming up, you weren't allowed, even allowed to start doing leg locks until you were like a purple belt. But now with YouTube and everyone trying them, you know, it seems to be more of, a, you know, it's like it's like a new part of jujitsu that's like a fad. And it's a dangerous, I mean, they're give or take an MMA because especially he, this was done in the first round. So they were dry. It was hard to slip out of. But um, the thing about uh, that exchange, um, when a leg lock is being applied and when I'm getting leg locked, if someone attacks my leg, I don't I don't try to engage them by attacking their legs because they already got to that game first. So when this was happening with between Sabatini and, and Embers, he he would have been better off fighting um his, Sabatini's hands and trying to to defend his leg rather than to attack with the leg because then it's, it becomes a race of who's going to get there first. And more times than not, the guy that's going for the leg lock first before you think to go for after his legs to counter it is going to get the leg lock he's initially going for. There's a whole sequence that they all train and go through and drill. And if you're not up on the, on the sequences and the escapes and, and the way it goes, it's it's really it's almost like speed chess. You know, they always compare combat sports and martial arts to chess. The leg lock game could be like speed chess. So um, if you watch the the finish there, Emers is going for for the the toe hold, but uh, Sabatini has already transitioned to the, the the heel hook. 
to his armpit, the toes are in the armpit, and he's already cranking it. And the sad thing, I mean, Joe Rogan says it all the time, and it's fact when it comes to so the submission game. Um, by the time you tap and feel, you know, it's usually something something is already damaged, especially when it comes to leg locks. That's why it looks so painful for, for Jamal. But they did do an update at the post-fight press conference. He's fine. There's probably just a sprain, maybe a little bit of ligament damage that he could probably do some PT to get better from. Um, but, you know, he's uh, he's okay. We'll, he, he will live to fight another day. Um, and then this this knockout, man, I, it, this was like some movie. <laughs> it was like some movie shit right here. Uh, Abdel Razak Al-Hassan, this head kick knockout was, you just have to, I'm surprised it's not on here. I guess they only saw fit to put the uh, the main card highlights on here. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that where that comes from, but um, I guess the post would be too long, and folks don't like to read too much these days anyway. Um, but again, I mean, they're all ESPN MMA. Again, they like to they get mad if we play it on here, so you have to go to their social and and play it, scumbags. <laughs> so, but uh, so when I was talking about my bet, my bets for um. For uh, last night's main card, this one right here, I, I officially picked Mahmoud Muradov. If you don't know, um, Bisping alluded to it during the broadcast. He's <clears throat> he's the only MMA fighter that's under Floyd Mayweather, TMT, Floyd Mayweather's TMT, the money team. Um, he's the only MMA fighter that's not, you know, in combat sports, that's not a boxer. He's their only MMA fighter. And if you look at the guy, I mean, he lost last night. He got submitted. I forget what his record, but of, of his losses, three of them were by, and this is the homework I was doing last minute. Three of them, three of his losses were by submission, and I think one he's lost one decision. So when I saw he was going against an experienced or a veteran UFC fighter, you know, the, the guy that's got seniority over him in the promotion, this was his climb up on, up the ladder. Um, I was like, maybe my pick is going to be wrong because I know I know Mearshart's pretty pretty savvy on the ground, and um. So I had him picked to win by submission, and that's what happened. <laughs> I well, I I put money to win him for him to win by submission. Officially, I had Muradov picked, and I still think Muradov's a problem. I think he's gonna knock out a lot of dudes at 185. He just needs to. I mean, someone like him with the with the way he fights, he doesn't even have to work on his ground game. He just needs to work on submission defense, and uh, I think he's still a killer. You know, he's still. I mean, he's put away almost all his opponents leading up to Mearshart, and there's times where where Mearshart was almost put away when you if you especially that first round um but uh he knew to weather the storm if he could put pressure on him and um you know uh get him to the ground uh th- i mean i guess he did the same homework i did and saw that the submission is where that that's the hole in in Muradov's game and uh plus 525 paid off boy was i happy when that happened <laughs> i don't bet enough I'm, I'm you know i don't make a lot of money here at MMANews.com or any of the places that I write for. So my bets are always small, but when they pay off big like that, I, you know, it's worth yelling in the apartment about when you're watching these fights. So, um, but um, as far as the uh, middleweights go, I don't think uh, Mahmoud is somebody to brush off. So his next fight, he's probably going to, he's probably going to drop somebody. Um, and um, this fight, uh, you know, it was the Ultimate Fighter finale card technically. So you had the the bantamweight and the middleweights. Um, this fight right here, this was split decision. Um, I think Dana White alluded to uh, Brady Highstand 
even though he didn't win and get the trophy and all that, he's definitely going to stay in the UFC's Rolodex, which is the thing that they, you know, file through to to keep uh, numbers quick. It's like your call list on your phone. I used that term with one of my training partners who's younger than me this week, and and they were like, "What's a Rolodex?" And I had to look at the older guy to be like, "These kids, these kids nowadays." But, um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we're, we've seen the last of Brady Highsand there. I mean, definitely a split decision. The fight was so back and forth. I mean, we've got highlights on here from that for sure. That fight was, uh, I mean, this little exchange, this, this exchange here at the end, I don't want to play it again, but um, you know why. Play it, go to MMAnews.com, go to the results page and play that highlight. Just the, the back and forth between that. So there's a reason why it was a split decision. And um, even Dana White said he's, he's going to, Outside of the performance bonuses or, or whatever, they all the 50k that that these fighters got, he was going to kick him a little extra just because of how great that fight was. And um, the comment that he made afterward was that the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, it's it bring, apparently newer MMA fans like the Ultimate Fighter, and that's where the viewership numbers and everything Dana White talked about in the post-fight presser come from. I don't watch. I don't have ESPN Plus. Again, I don't got a lot of money. I can't be doing all these streaming services. Um, so I don't have ESPN Plus for that reason, um, but uh, it's it's one of those things where you if the, the numbers are coming from somewhere. So he said the Ultimate Fighter is not going anywhere. They're going to do it once a year. So that was it. They're not even going to think about it till next year. Um, this is what Dana White said at the post fight presser because now that he wants to focus on the you know the Contender Series. Which listen, I've already spoken to a few fighters that were you know. Um, not fought on the contender series are coming back aaron jeffrey being one of them um so i, I think he's on the tw- september 28th card um for for the dana white's contender series and um you know that's the second time coming on there uh justin wetzel was supposed to be a bantamweight on the ultimate fighter um who he actually tweeted you know congratulate congratulated ricky but was like you know if he if he was able to get in on it you know the whole COVID situation made it hard to even do a lot of these things. So there's fighters that are, you're going to see pop out of nowhere that are definitely ones to watch coming out of LFA that have picked up titles like uh, Jeffries and, and Wetzel. They both won, uh, you know, titles or they both won or highly ranked over at LFA and CFFC like Jeffries is CFFC champ, welterweight champ. So you don't, you know, you're going to see them in the UFC soon um, or at least, you know, getting phone calls to jump in on fights that fall apart if they're there and ready. Uh, and then the main event, <clears throat> listen, the main event, I had an Edson Barbosa pick to win. I firmly believe he would have won. Um, I mean, I actually had a pick to win in this round, round three. And I think he would have won. I know that uh, Giga was outlanding him. First of all, I got to say, uh, Michael Bisping, I love his his analysis and commentary during the broadcast because some of the things he says really um, sticks in my mind. And one thing I didn't know about Giga uh, Chikaze was that he's a Kyokushin, Kyokushin karate guy. Um, the history of guys from that karate discipline in MMA um, has has shown to be that they are the tougher karate guys to to, to beat. And I know and I, I know you think about usually when you think karate in MMA, you think about Leota Machida, you think about Wonder Boy. Um, I'm trying to think whom else, you know, there's Kenpo Karate, Chuck Liddell, but the guys that have really been hammers as far as like 
uh, just there's you know the punch through your guard, punch through, uh, take a lot of damage to, to give a lot of damage. Uh, George St. Pierre's a Kyokushin karate guy. Boss Rutan's a Kyokushin karate guy. So when the, when they said that, I was like, oh, then that was during the broadcast. So it was already too mid late for me to change any of my picks or anything. When they said that, I was just like, man, um, Barbosa might be in trouble here. But I still, during the fight, I still had hopes for Barbosa to to do a third round finish as I as I thought because. Uh, even though Chikize was throwing these, you know, taking damage to throw a lot of damage, um, Barboza was landing. I think the first two rounds were Chikize's as well. I think they were both 10-9 for him. I'd have to look at the scorecard on the UFC News uh, social feed. But um, if you look at the counter-striking of Barboza, it was doing damage. It was landing. So I still thought the finish was going to come for him in the third round. But um, I'm, uh, I guess uh, the durability of Chikidze was just too much for him, and he started landing. He started landing on his chin that started stunning Barboza, and that's that nullified his his counter striking. But um, even the commentary team noticed that the leg kicks that calf kick there was one inside leg kick and a couple calf kicks that landed or thigh kicks from Barboza that landed that that Chikidze was starting to to make faces on. Um, it's only going to get harder for him, but I mean, the guy is now since coming into the UFC, uh, he's seven and zero since coming to the UFC and he's looking at, I mean, people are talking about what fights to make next for him in that weight class. And, um, one of the names that came out of Chikize's mouth was, uh, Max Holloway. Max Holloway is like a boxing, you know, boxing MMA guy. You know, he had that whole thing with him yelling at DC about who's the best boxer. But uh, that might not be good against a guy that uses his kicking range like Chikidze does. So, I mean, that's definitely a fight to watch, though. You know what I mean? Like, like that's definitely some future pay-per-view co-main. You know what I mean? I mean, they're talking about the winner of uh, Ortega and Volkanovski for, maybe for him. But a lot of fights to make there. Um, lastly, I mean, uh, we're already a little bit over time. But I want to close out with, uh, you know, it's Sunday, August 29th. We got the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley boxing event tonight. Um, I've talked about this before. The uh, The rule set, the fight, the senior man under the rule set being contested is usually the guy that's likely to win. That's why Jake Paul is a favorite on the, on the, under the odds makers rules tonight. Um I will, I'm not going to be surprised if it goes his way, especially if it goes to a judging decision. Remember I said, make sure you pay mind to the size of the ring that they're using. I haven't seen any images or photos of it. We're going to see it when it goes happens tonight. But don't be surprised if the ring is a little bit smaller and it doesn't allow for Woodley, who comes from MMA wrestling, who likes to, to throw everything in. Don't be surprised if it's a smaller ring that favors uh, Paul and Woodley can't utilize it to, to put his... Uh, his hips and legs into his power. Um, but Woodley, Woodley's not Ben Askren or any other. You know, he's a former UFC champion. So when it comes to using the term puncher's chance, I think, uh, you know, both both men have a puncher's chance. But uh, if Woodley takes it to him with the output and the training, uh, I don't think, you know, I don't think we've seen the likes of, um, again, it's not Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. This is, Tyron Woodley, some serious business. I I want him to win. I got money on him to win, not a lot again, but you know, by by KO. But just remember, it's under boxing rules. 
and um, usually it goes the way of the boxer when a MMA competitor switches into that rule set. So don't be surprised if, uh, you know, if, it, if something weird happens tonight. But I think uh, as MMA folks, this is the MMAnews.com website. I think we're all pulling for Tyron Woodley to win. So have fun. Either way, have fun watching it. Sorry for going a little over, but I wanted to close with that because it is the day of the event. Um, make sure you, you like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, click the bell, all that stuff. I said that already. Check out MMAnews.com. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of, of this Woodley poll stuff up on there. And make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at Carbazel, where I usually stream this as I do it before it gets uploaded to the YouTube channel on Sundays. Thank you so much. Take care. I'm tapping out. Uh, stay safe out there, folks in Louisiana. I know the hurricane's hitting you. Um, thoughts, you're, you're in my thoughts. So be safe, everybody.